0: Welcome back to another episode of Career Bound. This morning, we're going to dive right into the value of mentors, role models, anti-role models, all of that good stuff, having people in your corner and in your proximity as you're just starting out who can help you better visualize the path you're headed down. They can help you anticipate some of the challenges of the path you're headed down. They can help you learn at an accelerated rate, tons of different benefits, advantages, all of that to having these types of people in your life. Cameron, open us up. What are some of your initial thoughts on the value of mentorship, uh, role models, what we can learn from them early in our career?
1: Yeah. So, I I mean, I think there's there's not a person listening in the audience that doesn't value the idea of mentorship, having role models, whether it's like career specific or anything that you're trying to learn and grow and, and build in and stuff like everybody gets that. I think the interesting stuff that that comes up is like, okay, I'm a young person. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do career wise. What, you know, should I be looking for a formal mentor right now? Should I be like, how should I be thinking about mentorship as you know, like an asset to, to help me, you know, figure out what I want to do, help me kind of, you know, start building my career and everything. Um, You know, personally, I think, you know, because like I grew up playing sports competitively, um, you know, so like the role of coaches and trainers, like that was something, you know, that was introduced, that was always part of my childhood, essentially. And I, I look back, like, even at, like 17, 18, I, I had the awareness of like, yeah, there's been like really, you know, influential people on my life so far. And I really appreciate that. Um, and I I, I had awareness of the role that they played of helping me get to where I was at that point, And just, you know, I felt like I was better prepared for, you know, entering adulthood, because I had these like early, you know, mentors and stuff. But I never really all of those relationships, thinking back, like those were usually, you know, either like close family friends that, you know, I, for one reason or another, I just had a easy time, like connecting with, um, or it was like sports coaches essentially that, you know, I built, you know, I had a relationship with them beyond just like, they were my coach. And, you know, I, you know, I've Yeah, I learned things from them that extended beyond just like how to play soccer at a higher level kind of thing. Um, And then, you know, so my one of the points I want to make and what I want to talk about with you is like, because it felt like most of my the mentors in my life, they usually came up more organically. I never felt like I was seeking out a formal mentor. I was like, I want to be the mentee of somebody at some point, um, because of those early experiences and that, you know, I think I took that into like my career, like pre-career, like pre just before getting my career started trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then through the first like three to five years of my career, it was, I don't, I felt a little bit allergic to using the term mentor yeah. a lot. Um, cause I, I definitely, had this idea of like, you know, people who are like aggressively seeking out mentors are kind of lame to me (laughs) and kind of don't, don't quite get it is, is what I I thought about. Yeah. Yeah. And then people who are like, I want to mentor young people and help them achieve their, you know, their dreams and goals and stuff that also felt really lame to me. Um, And, but, you know, I would say I'm, I'm a, gigantic proponent of mentorship and, and the value of it. in you know, especially your early career journey. Um, uh, I, I just think it, it needs to come from a more organic place. So I would love to talk about that of like, okay, I, I don't want to be the lame person who's like, let me go, you know, find a mentor that's, that's going to work with me for the next year. Yeah. It's, how can I, you know, I think about it as like, how can I connect with people that are at various stages above me in directions of career and life that I'm interested in pursuing? And how do I build like genuine relationships with them and, yeah. and connect with them? And, you know, sometimes that means like, hey, I want to go get this job because the people that are working at you know this business, I I have strong suspicion that I can learn a lot from them and I just want to be around them. I want to, you know, prove myself. I want to like be valuable to them so that I have more opportunities to learn from them, et cetera. And then of course, like, I think, you know, there are times in life where you really do meet people who you kind of just like naturally form a, a little bit more formal like mentor mentee relationship with, and that's great. Um, I I just think there's a balance there of like, how do you go about seeking those things out? And again, like, I think you can go too far on the the side of the spectrum. That's like, oh, I need a mentor before I do anything. And I'm going to like treat this mentor as, you know, like I need to get permission from them to on all the decisions that I make in my life kind of thing or, or, you know, related to my career and what. Like, oh, before I, you know, consider taking this job, I, I must talk to, you know, my, my mentor about this and, and get their thoughts and everything. Like, I think there's a lot of ways you can have an unhealthy relation, you know, mentorship relationship with someone. But again, like, I think the the concept is extremely valuable. I think it's arrogant and foolish to be like, no, I can just do everything on my own. I don't need help. You know, I'm the lone wolf kind of thing. I'm too, like the too school, too cool for school vibes. Um, You know, I I think that that's another trap that you can fall into. But yeah, I mean, I, I can point to a handful of people that have had really big impact on, you know, how I've approached building my career, specific, you know, opportunities that, you know, they have helped open up for me and and everything so it's you know it's it's a fun conversation I'm, I'm excited to to go into the weeds but yeah those are my my opening
0: thoughts yeah there are like a hundred different directions i want to take this so i'm going to start rattling off and we'll we'll chase some of these strides but the the first thing that that comes to mind is this idea of like people who are seeking mentors there's it's a form of like procrastination in many cases where it's like, I, I want somebody, I, it's the same way that I think people approach, Hey, I want to go to college or I want to do this boot camp, or I want to do this program. It's like, I'm a programs person. I'm always looking for these things that are supposedly good at the surface, but really what I'm trying to do is like extract value from all these other things. Yeah. And I think that's the most harmful way to go about looking for someone that you can learn from is this sort of value extraction mindset. I think a much more valuable approach is, Hey, that person's doing something cool. I could probably learn from them. How can I help them do the thing they're doing better? How, what, what can I do to be valuable to them? And I think back to all of the, the really valuable mentorship type relationships that I've had in my professional life, they've been closer to that. And it it wasn't because I was like seeking out a mentor. It's like, in many cases, it was like happenstance. It's like, this person's where I'm already at and they know more than me. But I've just gotten so much more value out of that than, you know, maybe a couple times in the past, embarrassingly enough, I'll admit, like there were probably a couple times where I've reached out to people and it's like, that person could do stuff for me. That person could open some doors for me. And like doing that in a not like, not in a mindset of like, how can I be valuable instead of like, how can I tra- have this transaction that that does something for me? And so that's what I think one of the fundamental things. If you are someone who recognizes the value of the of a, of mentorship, and you realize like, hey, I could benefit from that, try and find try and approach that with the frame of how can I help somebody else achieve their vision? How can I be valuable to this other person? Or how can I make it a valuable arrangement for both of us rather than just a transactional thing where I'm trying to get what that person has so that I'm better off? And, you know, it's a a net cost to them. Um, so, So that's one point. But more broadly speaking, I think it's very difficult to it's very difficult to just go out and find mentors Um, if that's what you're searching for, there's typically, I think about it, like the most valuable way to find a mentor is typically when you're already doing something and you have some direction and then you find that person as a result of, of what you're, the work you're doing and the help you need in that work. So for, for for instance, like this is, this is, you know, as an entrepreneur, like this is a, a direct, maybe more practical illustration of this is like. There are a lot of other people who have built businesses and a lot of them are probably not the ideal mentor because they haven't built your business or haven't built in your industry or worked with your types of customers or hadn't had the same type of thing. And so like what you're looking for is, you know, like somebody who's interested in solving the same problem as you, that's somebody you can learn from somebody who's already solved the same problem as you, rather than just like, Hey, I would need a mentor because I know that there's stuff that I don't know. And so anybody who fits this very rough description is going to be good. Like, just think about, you know, some of the, the bigger career problems I've saw I've, I've like had to wrestle with in my own life, both in the context of like a specific job or specific company. And more broadly speaking, thinking about my career is like, a lot of times those people just show up when you're doing good work and you've built this sort of, reputation for yourself, like really competent people want to work with other competent people. But in the context of a specific company, I'll give an example. Maybe this is a little bit easier. It's like if you're a young person just starting out in your career, you're the entry-level person and you want to get mentored by the CEO or the VP of sales, the best way to do that is go to kick ass at your job. Like, that's the first thing. You shouldn't just, like, go to the CEO or the VP of sales and be like, hey, will you be my mentor? Or like, hey, I'd like you to carve out some extra time just for me. Um, You know, most companies are, it's in their interest to invest in their employees. That's not what I'm saying. and I'm not saying that it's wrong to want a mentor. But sort of the best way to find that is, like, especially in the context of a company is like, if you're doing great work and you're showing potential, like people are going to take notice and they're going to, they're going to be incentivized to like invest in you even more than if you're just like kind of doing the bare minimum and, you know, hoping somebody helps you out. Like the, (laughs) I guess the, the way to think about it. And I kind of started down this track is like, Mentorship is, is most valuable when you're already doing something really valuable and somebody recognizes your potential and, and that person who can help you is like, wow, that person, they've got it. I want it. like when the mentor finds the mentee rather than like the mentee going and like, Hey, how, how can you give me value? And, you know, we can, (laughs) we can dive into, you know, some, some different examples of like how that's not always true too, but, um, I think that Here, go go for it. Take it away.
1: Here's what I would say, Mitchell is because I, like, I'm, I'm listening to both of us talk and I, and I feel like we we're coming off a little bit as off as a like mentor haters kind of thing. Mentor haters, <laughs> and I, I think there's a reason for that. So I think if we take a step back, we would both say like there are different kinds of mentors that. You know people have throughout their life and career journeys that are impactful and valuable for them. yeah, and I think what what we're pretty much getting at is like if you like okay, so i'll I'll go through here are the kinds of mentors that I think are kind of different from one another. One is like the more like personal relationship informal mentor that you typically have, you know, through like at a young age, like through your teens, early twenties, that's like, Hey, this person was, you know, a coach of my, you know, baseball team, basketball team. And, you know, I just really respected that person. They were a great coach. And like, I, by working with them, you know, they also, you know, I learned some like life lessons from them. And maybe that's somebody like, I stay in touch with on a semi-regular basis, you know, years after the yeah. actual like formal relationship of coach and player has ended and stuff. Like that's, that's a kind of mentorship and it's really valuable, you know, at, at that stage of your career and whatnot, or, or that stage of your life. Um, and then, you know, what, what we're talking about more so is like, once you are into your career and you are actively learning and building uh, the, the career that you want, there are going to be people in that very specific professional context, you know, people at the company that you're working at people in the general, like industry or career path that you might be able to get access to that you want, like, because of their, you know, their experience, and and what they, like, what you can learn from them, and how they, like, might be a valuable piece, you know, to to helping you progress in your career, like, you would like to have a more kind of formal mentorship relationship with. And what we're talking about is, like, within that context, you know, for, for that kind of person, that's, that's especially where you need to have that like, how can I be valuable to this person? So they're incentivized to be valuable to me. And that's where it's like, yeah. And I think in most cases, in that kind of like formal career mentorship, where it's like, Hey, like, you know, I'm an, I'm an entry-level salesperson. And I think our VP of sales is like an absolutely, you know, absolute rock star, And like, I, you know, I know I want to grow in sales for the next five years. Like, I want to be able to like get close to this person and learn from them. And, you know, ideally have them like take a specific interest in, in my career journey, you know, both at, you know, this specific company, but you know, beyond it and stuff. And that's where it's like, okay, you can't just take a simplistic, like, Oh, like, would you you know, go up to the person and be like, Can you be my mentor? Can you give me all of your knowledge and time and and be helpful to me? Like that's where you have to think way more deeply about that stuff. Um, And then like again, going back to the the first kind of mentor I mentioned is like that's very different when it's like oh this is a family friend and you know they they're doing things they're living life they're building their career in some kind of way It doesn't have to be the specifics of like oh I want to go into corporate finance like this person It, it can just be like. I admire this person's, you know, values and principles. And yeah, I would love to like for them to take an interest in, you know, taking me under their wing in some kind of way. Like, that's, that's a different, that's a different story. That's a different kind of relationship. And, you know, to get the most out of a person like that, it's going to require, you know, different tactics than, you know, someone like, at your company in a formal position. And then I would say there's like a third category of, you know, people like, you know, what what we do at Praxis, like it's heavily based on mentorship. And, you know, there's, it's almost like a, it's an in-between. And of course it's also more transactional. Um, But yeah, like there, there will be different points throughout your career, throughout your life where it can very much be worth, like, entering a transactional relationship with someone to be like, hey, I'm trying to solve this specific problem. I'm trying to grow in this specific way. Yes, I want to find the best people for me to work with and pay them to work with me and, you know, help me achieve what I'm trying to achieve. So, like, the category of practice is, like, you know, getting your career started, career discovery, you know, entering your, like, professional adult life, essentially. So, like, what we're best at at the end of the day is like providing mentorship to help people figure out what you want to do, how to like, what are the skills that are worth, you know, investing in now, you know, what are the kinds of early career opportunities that are going to be the best fit for you to get started in based on your, you know, specific combination of, of skills, interests, experience, values, et cetera. And it's like, yeah, like at that point in your career, it makes a lot of sense. Another example is like, you know, very basic one is, you know, to, if you're trying to get, you know, healthy and fit, like there's a point where it could make sense for you to work with a personal fitness trainer. You're, yep. you're paying them to, you know, coach you up in that specific area because you have a specific need or problem or well, opportunity. You know, well, this,
0: this is a good segue though, because this is kind of what I was, I was getting at earlier and wasn't articulating very well. And why it comes off a little bit as like anti-mentor is like, before you've decided you want to get fit, hiring a fitness trainer is not the right mentor for you. Like this is the contrast between like, A Someone who has specific knowledge that you're trying to gain, as opposed to you having no direction and you like wanting to mentor aimlessly. Like, I want someone generally who can help me figure out all the hard things that I need to wrestle with myself. Like, there's a ton of value once you have a specific objective in mind. Finding somebody who can help you advance towards that objective as opposed to sort of the needy. I want a mentorship just because I haven't figured it out or I haven't made a decision about which direction I want to take my life in. That's what think- that kind of mentorship that we're kind of saying is like typically not not
1: the best approach or not very about. It's it's like mentorship as a safety blanket.
0: Yeah. And and, well, it's it's difficult for the mentor, too, because it's like, well, what are you what are you trying to get out of this relationship? What are your objectives? Well, if you have a very vague objective, it it doesn't mean you have to have your whole life figured out. But like what's the best way to, to identify whether a mentor can be useful to you or not is understanding what that person is good at and like having identified, hey, this person is really good at something that I am also trying to achieve. And without that level of clarity about like one specific problem you want to solve in your life, it's somewhat pointless to go find a mentor unless, unless the mentor is literally really good at helping people gain clarity about what they, you know, they, they don't want in in which case like supports the same. Well, that's the
1: problem you're trying to solve at that point is like, I'm trying to figure out what I want. And therefore it's like, okay, what is the combination of, you know, like resource. How can I learn from others without having a direct relationship with them? You know, that, that kind of gets into the difference of role models versus mentors and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's, and, you know, I think it's worth saying, like, not everything you're trying to do, like <laughs> requires a formal mentor,
0: yeah. you know,
1: like, or you don't, there's for different kinds of problems or different, areas that you're trying to, like, you know, work in or or whatever it is, like, there's different stages where it's like, okay, I need to just put my head down and, like, learn as much as I can about this stuff on my own. And then at some point, like, if, if you're interested in graphic design, there are thousands of resources online to teach you the basics of that specific skill. There's, you know, YouTube tutorials, there's, you know online you know courses you can take etc and it's like you don't need to necessarily like if if you think you have an interest in graphic design the first thing you you do doesn't necessarily have to be like okay i have to go find a mentor to to teach me everything they know kind of thing like the world can is you know like the the internet the world like figure out what are the res- like the resources you need to level up. And then at some point, if, you know, you're pursuing graphic design as like a core skill that you're trying to develop or or a long-term career path, then of course, at some point, mentorship is going to be a part of that equation to help, you know, help you continue your growth.
0: So one of the things I think we've been, we've been dancing around this, but it's, it's kind of more of a systemic problem, especially for younger people who are, just starting out in the real world. And and what they lack is experience, knowledge, context. They're trying to gain those things and they're looking out into the world. And there's this, due to the world we live in and the technology such that it as it is, there's like this abundant stream of information and knowledge from people who may or may not actually be, they may or may not have actually earned that knowledge. Um, they may or may not actually be like good people to follow as you're trying to like figure it out. And, and they may not be ideal mentors. And so one of the things that I think about like the reason why we've talked about sort of this figuring out how to be valuable to mentors is because of opportunity cost. the best mentors, the people who are actually worth following, they probably have some other better use of their time. Because of the competence they've gained, the success they've attained. Like if they're going to mentor some somebody, it's because they want to, not because they have to. Like typically they've right. already achieved success in whatever domain and they have other things. If you look out in the world today, though, there are all these there are all these thought leaders or people who are just, you know, like, I'm a mentor, I'm somebody that that you should follow. And it's like, well, why? Show me the results of of what you're, you know, what you've done. And so that's, that's why I think it's a good lesson too early on when, you know, like, hey, I could use a mentor at some point along this journey. Like also recognizing sort of, I like to think of it as like anti role models, like, like people who are, they're kind of like false flags. Like they're, they're not, they're not the people you want to follow. And they're talking a lot more than they're working. And like, they're the the information or the expertise they're sharing is secondhand it's not stuff that they've actually earned they haven't put in the work and they're not who you want to follow and it's like it's hard to identify those in you know just from social media sometimes but I think that sometimes in the interest of wanting a mentor people that are out there like trying to be mentors in that capacity can like be the wrong fit for you. And, and I think that it can attract a lot of people who, who who actually could benefit from a mentor. And so that's one of the traps I think to be be wary of early on when you're starting out is like learning how to identify the people that are best to actually learn from and the ones who are, you know, they may have some useful information that they're, they're touting out that they learn from, you know, following other people, but like it wasn't their like own, lessons that they've learned and so the 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 biggest disadvantage of that it's not just that those people can lead you astray but it's because their expertise is not stuff they earned on their own they're unable to do something that is one of the most fundamentally valuable things that mentors offer young adults and that's anticipate the challenges you're about to face before you face them and that's that's why i think like when you're looking for a mentor you want to be really sure the person you're following actually knows what they're talking about or they've actually they've they've traveled farther down the path that you're trying to head down
1: yep i hearing hearing you talk through all that i think two two pieces of advice that are pretty similar or they're they're related one is like don't especially early on in your career where you're probably probably not hyper focused on like one specific thing that you can identify and be like, hey, I'm a if if you're a good example of this is if you're a small business owner of a you know of a local landscaping business, and it's like great, it is definitely like now you have something very specific to be like, who who can I go connect with that was in my shoes and has experienced the problems that I've, that I'm currently experiencing that can help, you know, that can help me, you know, kind of navigate, you know, this, you know, this portion of of the business I'm, I'm running and kind of thing. But if you're like early on in your career and you're like, well, I have like a variety of interest in this and that, and like, Hey, I'm doing sales right now, but I'm also interested in marketing and et cetera. Like there's times where you probably don't have, enough focus to prioritize like more specific mentorship um and and there's other ways to get what you're seeking without being like i need a formal mentor to help me with these things it's it's a it's more of like how can i create mentorship from like hey i'm gonna listen to these podcasts because like you know they're you know these guys are talking about things that i i think I'm interested in, you know, the direction that I want to take my career in, you know, a few years from now. And I want to, you know, I don't want to just like wait, sit and wait until I think I'm ready for that. Like, I want to start learning about this stuff. And then there's like, hey, there's people like in your peer group that are, you know, in different types of career paths and you can learn from them, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, going back to my initial point I was trying to make, one is my advice would be one is don't focus on finding a mentor, focus on like creating, creating opportunities, creating like opportunities where you're going to, that are going to result in mentorship opportunities, essentially. So like if you're, you know, 18, 20, 22, like, don't be like, I need to find a mentor. It's like, how can I go get really valuable experience for myself? And so that I'm surrounding myself with, you know, higher level, ambitious, you know, high achieving people that have my interests or, you know, share my values. And it's like, if you focus on putting yourself in those kinds of spaces or opportunities, there are going to be plenty of opportunities for you to start connecting with people at an individual level that could turn out to be mentors. And mentors don't need to be this formal contractual relationship. It could just be like, hey, you know, I'm working, you know, this job at this cool company. And once a month, I I run into, you know, the the business owner or the CEO, and I get to have a really valuable, you know, coffee chat with them. And it's so, like, compared to what you were doing before that, it's probably, like, tremendously valuable for you. Um, yeah. But again, like, focusing on where can I put myself So that I can start surrounding myself with like the people that I want to learn, learn from and grow alongside of. I think that's a better focus, especially in the early stages of your career, where you probably have a variety of interests and your interests tend to be more broad than being like, how do I find the one and only mentor that is going to like, you know, make my life better? kind of thing. It's, you know, it's not different from like a, you know, get rich quick scheme kind of thing. Like, oh, if I just had the one mentor, they'd help me. And then yep. the, the second thing is I would say, like, it's, this is dating advice. Like, become <laughs> the person, become the person who you would want to mentor.
0: Yeah,
1: You know, like, instead of being like, how do I, how do I get this person to mentor me? You know, how do I, like, what's the best way to reach out to them, etc.? Like, focus on yourself, do cool stuff, early on in your career, um, act like, be the kind of person who is, you know, focusing on like being a relentlessly like high performer, you know, in those first jobs that you have. If, you know, you're interested in in entrepreneurship, like you should be spending 99% of your time trying to build things and 1% of your time, like, who can I connect with that's going to help me do this stuff in the future that I want to do. Um, and, and I think that's that's really important. I think when when we talk about like how to approach like seeking mentorship in a you know what are the wrong ways to do that, I think it comes from just over and like overly focusing on the actual concept of mentorship rather than like what are all the things that are in my individual control that are going to be beneficial to me and just kind of like making the bet and trusting the process of like if i focus on those things like you are you are going to run into you know tons of people that are, are that are will be able to be really valuable mentorships to you some of those relationships will be a little bit more formal some of those will be you know less formal or or one offs and everything but yeah i think the best way to get val- high value mentorship on a long-term basis is to do all those other things that aren't necessarily seeking out direct mentorship.
0: Yep, no, I like that. I like the idea of indirect mentorship as a way to sort of hack it while you're, you know, just starting out too, is like, focus on doing good work, surround yourself by competent people that are also on a cool trajectory. And, you know, if you do find somebody who can offer you more deeply specialized knowledge, great, and you know, turn that into a mentorship relationship, but it's not always as clear cut as that. Sometimes it's, you know, that that sort of learning through osmosis by being surrounded by other people that are, you know, they're either farther ahead of you or they're just, you know, they're also hardworking. You kind of like that camaraderie is really a really valuable component of of early career development as well, and can kind of fill that gap of like indirect mentorship. So um, and know, again, like, you know, I, I'm sitting here, we're talking about mentorship
1: and we're, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, like, don't actively seek it. And meanwhile, like I would, you know, I would never like, I'm, I'm a mentor to a lot of people. Um, and, and so, like a lot of people early on in their careers that are trying to figure out what they want to do, et cetera. And, and again, it's, it's fine. Like, all those people like the, the best people that we work with in praxis that are like clearly accelerating their career trajectory, they they are intentional about seeking out that mentorship and they they make sure they you know they are seeking it out and they're getting value from it, but they're not depend they're not looking at mentorship as this is the thing that I'm dependent on for my own success. It is one of the things that I'm combining with gaining experience, learning skills on my own, doing, you know, building, building things, whether it's projects or, you know, you know, small businesses or, you know, the work that you're doing in a, in a formal, you know, awesome, like nine to five job early on in your career, et cetera. And then, you know, the mentorship is kind of complementary, but also, you know, secondary to like, What are you doing on your own to create value for yourself?
0: Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I don't, don't want this episode to come off as like mentorship is incredibly valuable, both on both sides of it. It's like one of the most rewarding things to be a part of, um, especially Mm -hmm. when, once you're in the, on the other side of the table as the mentor. Um, But I think the, the clear point to drive home is like some people want to be successful or they want to achieve whatever their objective is so bad that they're not going to let not having a mentor, stop them from getting there. And those people tend to also be the best beneficiaries of mentorship because mentorship can help them go farther and faster. Yeah, But if you're not already sort of all in, the value of mentorship is, is, is really loses a lot of its luster because you're not going to benefit as much from somebody who can tell you probably what you already know you should be doing. In many cases, like you kind of have to go implement those things already. And it's sort of this, the nature of that relationship has to be this one of like mutual self-respect and mutual respect of like, Hey, I'm going to bring everything I have to the table. And I'm going to be doing all the stuff that I already know I should be doing. What I'm coming to you is for you to help me identify the things that I don't know that I should be doing that I could be. That's where, you know, like help me find my blind spots.
1: As yeah, it's like to-
0: I've, I've, done the, I've done 90% and
1: I've hit that ceiling and I'm looking, you know, for insights and support to help me fill out the, the remaining 10%.
0: Yeah. Other, otherwise, it's just like, it's not even really accountability. It's like, you've got somebody who's just going to nag you. And that's not a positive relationship for for either party because nobody likes to be nagged, but also nobody likes to have to like point out stuff to somebody who already knows what they should be doing and they're just not doing it. So yeah, here's, are-
1: here's another, here's like another kind of loose framework I would recommend to, to people is like, Okay. You don't like, let's say th- this applies in, in different scenarios, but you know, young professional early on in your career, let's say I'm interested in marketing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have like, there's there's something that makes me interested in marketing. Maybe I can articulate it. Maybe Maybe I can't quite, but I know I want to develop marketing skills and to like get my first you know, job in marketing, or hey, I want to do something entrepreneurial, and I know like I need you know a marketing skill set to go do it. Mentorship it can be really whether it's direct like one to one, or it's like you know through in like hey, I'm going to go listen to these podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, on, you know, take these online courses by these people who have really high level marketing skills or are, are great at teaching you know, beginners, like those introductory marketing skills, whatever. It's like the first 10% meant like some form of mentorship, whether it's direct or indirect can be extremely valuable. And then it's, you have to do like the middle, I would say like the middle 80% on your, like more so like go do the work. Yeah. And then there's probably going to be a point where it's like, okay, how can I, how can I make the work that I just did even better? And that's when it's like, all right, come back to like mentorship to help you get it over, you know, across the finish line kind of thing. Um, Yeah. So it's like, it's this rhythm of like, okay, I need, I need help defining what I want to do. How, like, what is the roadmap in front of me to, to go do something? I'm going to go do it and put in the work and then at the end of it, it's like, how can I make this better? How can I level up, you know, to, to make yeah. it just a little bit better than it otherwise would be kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So another, another point here I want to make, cause this is, this is a piece of advice I, I love to give to young adults and, you know, like parents of high school kids or people that are 16, 17, 18, especially where they're like, I have this hunch about something I think I want to do longer term. Um, I'll pick kind of an obscure one, but like, I want to be a veterinarian. Like, let's just, let's just use that as a case. Like, what are the things that I can do to go validate whether I want to be in a veterinarian or not? There's kind of like, there's this very small sliver of things that you could go do to explore that in a really high fidelity way on your own. So like one of the pieces of advice I give to, to young people, I think this is a great exercise. Anytime you have a hunch about a career interest is like, Go find somebody who's doing that, offer to take them to lunch, buy them lunch or coffee or something and be like, hey, this is something I'm interested in. I'm just starting out or I'm a student or whatever. Let me buy you lunch. Just all I ask is for 30 minutes of your time, just help me, help me map this out. Help me gain a little bit more clarity about this path. Help me identify the set of things I can be doing to know whether this is a path I wanna go farther down or not. Like help, help but, me understand what is like the day-to-day life of being a vet actually like, because that's not
1: something like I can just, you know, learn through a textbook.
0: I can't just go start. I, I guess you could just go start operating on animals, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's for now. That's we do advise future, that. Future episode here, but, um, that's, that's very different from just like going and approaching that person and being like, Hey, will you be my mentor? It's what you're asking them to do is help you gain clarity about something that they've already accomplished. And it's a very sort of very small ask. I think anything you can do to go investigate that, that hunch you have before you even have that conversation though, is, is great because they're going to be like, well, what have you done? What are you thinking about doing? Have you started looking at schools? Like, are you, you know, have you read any books? Like why do you think you want to be a veterinarian or, you know, insert other topic show up, If you show up to that lunch and it's like,
1: okay, I think I want to be a veterinarian, tell me what I need to know. And they're gonna ask you, like, what you know, why do you want to become a veterinarian? And your answer is just like, well, I don't know what I want to do with my career, and I like animals.
0: I like animals.
1: It's you know, again, like depending on the context, if it's a family, friend, like of course they're gonna be you know, happy to spend the time with you and, you know, work with you like through that problem. But like on a personal level, you're going to get way more out of that kind of interaction if you've done all the work that you can do up to that point to just like, hey, like I'm treating this, it's, you're treating it seriously. Like you're investigating on your own. You're not dependent on other people
0: to tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, well, it's, it's about the objective you're trying to achieve. It's not going to get into mentors. You can pat yourself on the back about like, well, I did some work on trying to pave my future. It's, it's like, do you actually want to like figure out what you want to do with your life or not? Because if that's really what you want, then you're going into this as an engaged learner where it's like, hey, I really value your time. You've had a successful career. I've seen, you know, because you're a family friend or maybe you're, you know, my family's pets, veterinarian, whatever the case. We're we're beating this example to death here, but like huh. you're going in that because there's knowledge that you know that you don't have that someone else has. And it's not like, well, I went and met with the veterinarian who offered me some career advice the same way that you would go meet with your career counselor at school, like because it's something you got to check off the box. Right. It's because you actually care about your future. You're taking your your future seriously. And that like mentors people that have the capacity to be mentors, they're gonna recognize that in you. And they're probably going to want to invest even more if you kind of meet them with that same level, like you're taking yourself seriously and you're taking their time seriously.
1: Yep, yeah. Men- mentorship on its own does does not equal, you know, promise or guarantee of career success. You can't just stack up like, oh, look at all these mentors I've collected, like Pokemon <laughs> cards and, and feel good about yourself. <laughs> It's absolutely a really valuable, you know, asset to have. It's part of the formula. Like if, if you're not intentionally like intentionally creating opportunities for you to have, you know, valuable like mentors in your life and, and role models, then you're probably shooting yourself in the foot in terms of like being able to like, um, like meet like exceed, like fulfill your potential. I would say like you're, you're going to be cutting yourself short, but there's, there's a lot that goes into like what is the best way to approach mentorship throughout your career, especially early on in your
0: career, which is what we've been talking about mostly. All right. And we're going to end it there. You heard it here first. We'll be back with another episode soon.